0: In my mind yeah. right now. <laughs> Dr. Dre, motherfucker! Yeah. Um, so that's how we started the podcast. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Creative Ups, podcast
1: for creative people.
0: Hey everybody, this week, well first of all, welcome back. Yay! The show is back, it was a nice little hiatus, and I am ready to go. So, the next couple weeks are going to be just interviews, no solo shows. This week on the show, I talked to Ashley Nash. Ashley is from Muskegon, Michigan, now lives in Grand Rapids. She studied illustration at Grand Valley State University. She's a freelance illustrator, and... Also, the head creative designer at Farmhouse Wellness, where they've been doing all these art markets that I keep talking about and podcasting about. She is one half of the creative team. I already interviewed Megan Smith before. She's the other half of the creative team at Farmhouse Wellness that's been putting together all these cool events. Mostly, we're going to be focusing on uh, the art market because I'll be there. Ashley's going to have some art out this time. I hope to see you there at Farmhouse Wellness this Saturday, August 20th, 2022. Got it? All right. So, We did this interview outside at Farmhouse, just like the last time I did one there, so if you hear anything that sounds like uh, cars driving by or whatever, yeah, that's what that is. So enjoy the uh, the ambiance and the interview with Ashley Nash. How we started the podcast uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about right right off the gate. we'll get into all the farmhouse stuff because that's a big part of why we're here talking, yeah, but I also want to highlight you, the artist, not you, the yeah. farmhouse employee, okay. so let's start with that um again, apologies to all the listeners that have heard this story approximately fifty times now. I got into writing at a young age when I was like. Middle elementary, early elementary school, and my parents needed a break on the weekends. They would send me to my grandma's house. She would get out a typewriter while she was doing her chores, mm. stack of paper and you know write me a story about uh, you know a, a, some cowboys in the wild West or something like okay you know, and just start <laughs> knocking out stories and She was my editor and proofreader and mm-hmm. first you know fan air quotes fan um, did you have a person or a moment or a class or a whatever that like Awakened you to your creativeness? Do you do you have like that strong oh. first impression, or has it just kind of always been there, low key?
2: Yes and no. Like I, I guess like the first thing that probably like got me was probably my sister more than anyone else. Yeah. But the older first sister? person, yeah. Okay. But I the was gonna say that's who, usually
0: usually yeah. the influence. If it's a sibling, it's the older, yeah, the yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. It,
2: there's only two of us. She's four years older than me. Um, But, like, we're pretty close, but my mom was probably the first one who, like, supported me in it, if that makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, like, when I, as young as I can remember, probably, like, fourth grade or something like that, in our school back home, um, there's this thing called, like, the Poppin' Program, which is basically they help uh, kids, especially minorities, people who are underprivileged, uh, get into the fine arts, because usually that's not an opportunity for those kids in public schools, too. Was that
0: kind of around here, or where are you originally from?
2: That's from Muskegon. Muskegon I, I okay. grew up in Muskegon. All right. And um, out there in Muskegon Public Schools, they have the Poppin program, and basically they give you art classes for free, pretty much. Huh. And my mom was one of those people who was like very adamant growing up that like we were, she was very strict on you do two curriculars, you play an instrument, and you, you go to school full time. She's like, that's your job. I don't yeah. want to see you home until like six o'clock at night for <laughs> yeah, dinner yeah. time. Um, and so she always got us into stuff. And, but the Poppin program doesn't start for kids. You're not eligible until you're like in at least eighth grade because um, the classes they put you in are like nice classes and like, so it's right. not
0: just like guided time while you're finger painting and stuff like that it's people like actually challenging you and teaching you technique and
2: yeah yeah like you're learning you're learning pottery you're learning how to paint with oils you're learning how to like create art within a space and like understanding the depth of a plane and all, all these different things um but basically at the time I was in like fourth fifth grade and my sister's in these art classes and my mom was just like you really like this and I was like well yeah I like this like She's just making this. She's doing this. I want to do this. It's, I mean, like it started off as like competition, you know, older sister jealousy. But like <laughs> yeah, over yeah. time, and she, my mom realized, like as she got me into more things and as she got me into more stuff, she's just like, you know, Ashley, like you can do this if you want. Like you can do this full time. You just gotta, you just gotta try it if you want. Yeah. And I, I did a couple competitions too in like high school and managed to get like first place on nationals for fine art competitions. What kind
0: of competitions were they? I know of a couple that fine art competitions that include everything like poetry, short stories and all that kind of thing. Was this more of like a, like a, I don't know if you were doing like paintings, illustrations, things like that for that kind of stuff or have you. So I hold on, was... there's, there's a question in there. Were you <laughs> immediately pulled towards one medium or were you just like, I'm an art person?
2: I definitely I'm an art person yeah because there's because there's so many different possibilities with art in general it's hard for me to just pull my way pull myself away from something and Mm -hmm. just be like oh no I'm only going to focus on this like i every aspect of it I love yeah and there's some things that I'm definitely better at and some things that I'm definitely not so good at (laughs) sure um painting even though i'm i consider myself a muralist definitely not good at painting <laughs>
3: but
0: really? i do
2: that all the time
3: yeah you know
0: i've heard other people say too that they're like i'm not a great painter in the sense but like but i'm like but you're a painter and they're like well yeah i understand who is it that was talking to me well he didn't say that he's not a good painter but he was <laughs> talking about more like he relies on um oh, oh, oh god i'm l- sorry zach i just blanked on your name for a second zach snyder you know zach? Oh, yeah yeah okay. yeah i actually w-
2: was in class with him in college <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> he was
0: he was i think the first artist that i interviewed like way back in the single digit episodes oh nice yeah, nice. back when the show was not as good as it is now but zach we'll get you back on again he's um, a cool dude yeah he's a real, re- real chill dude yeah i really <laughs> like him. we got a chance to hang out a couple times at the uh bright walls festival oh, nice. nice which um uh, which was which was cool he got to do a they did a like a mini mural competition where each muralist painted a parking space. Oh yeah, and he did that, and yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't think he, uh, I don't think his won, but I, I voted for it like eighteen times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he's one of those guys too that like I remember straight out the gate going in college. You know, there's some people who kind of like they kind of take a break after college and then get back into it. Like he was one of those straight out the gate. Like no, I'm going, and he was doing job after job, and I was like, yeah, let's go, let's see yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: well, him and um Randy Ford too. She went to Grand Valley, I think.
2: Yeah, I don't think I met her. I don't know who, I know who that is. Okay. Um, or him.
0: No, it's 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 a Randy with an I female. Okay. Um, yeah, and she, she does really, really cool stuff too. I'll show, her, show you some of her stuff. But um, both of them said, and I don't know how you feel, that Grand Valley was great as far as like showing them how to make art and how to like express yourself. But you had to really like be 100% invested personally in learning the business part of it. That's not really any part of the education.
2: See, and I, I I guess those people are probably people who came in after me a few years after because there were quite a few professors that changed out yeah. after I graduated and stuff. And I see the opposite, actually, because mm. there were, I mean, like there were a lot of people that we had before us. Like, I know, I don't know if you know uh, Bobby Manquin or not, but he's mm. also an artist, but he lives in on the east side now, went to Grand Valley, too. Um, A lot of those people there, a lot of people I graduated with were like, yeah, they they taught us how to like get things done and how to like put your website out there, get your portfolio, get your business cards, connect with people, networking, all this good stuff. But like I didn't learn a lot about technique like I learned about technique and expressing in my first year and my second year. But as soon as I got to like my focus on illustration and and like fine art and metal smithing, there wasn't a whole lot of like, like, ex- expression. I guess if that makes sense, mm-hmm. or like tr- creativeness. Like there was that. There they were telling you that. They had, we had fantastic critiques. I probably never had such great critiques except for at Grand Valley, but. To me, it seemed like they were more about, like, the business aspect, or at least in my illustration classes, Hmm. than they were about everything else.
0: Interesting. Yeah, one of them, I can't remember which one now, sorry, guys, had had said that there were, like, a couple classes you could take, but as a whole, it was kind of like, you know, unless you sought it out, it wasn't really put on a plate for you. But maybe, maybe, like you said, if they came after you, maybe people were like,
3: Hey, man, I want more focus on just the art.
0: And they were like, all right.
3: Yeah, because
2: we did have that, too. I do remember, like, when we first started our illustration classes, Everyone, our professors, when they first started out, it was also their first year at Grand Valley, too, Mm. being our professors. Okay. And they asked us, like, what do you want from this class? What are you looking for? And all of us talked about business stuff and what we wanted and what we were... We want to know know. what
0: to do when we leave here.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like, we want to be equipped, make sure we know what we're doing. And that's what they focused on for us. But, like, we didn't... Like, we learned a little bit about art. We did critiques, but it was mostly like, yeah, you can do that. Like, your art doesn't need to be great. Like look at this guy who pretty much did the storyboards for all of Star Wars and they're like line sketches you can barely understand what's going on unless yeah. you've like seen the scenes you're like, oh, that's what he's drawing. Like yeah. He's like, you don't have to be a great artist. You just need to get your art out there. Yeah. Just do this and this, Like you'll get there.
0: Yeah, This is starting to go kind of off topic from where we started, but <laughs> I was just listening to, um, God, I think it was this <laughs> Steve-O's podcast of all places is where I go for my depth. Um, <laughs> but he was saying that in in all of his experience and all the things he's seen the people who are the most successful are not sometimes they are but they're not always like just the most talented and the smartest people it's the people who are the most passionate that exactly. can like get shit on get shit on get shit on keep going yeah. and still be enthusiastic about exactly. it exactly and he even said something like you know you break down the the latin of enthusiasm and it's um and Theos or I might be getting that all fucked up too but it means with God like that's the root of enthusiasm so it's kind of like you know passion is the driving force of the universe yeah yeah,
2: I I definitely agree with that like I because I feel like a lot of people who are making art and who are being known for it they're not so to speak like the best artists in the world yeah not to at all like knock their talent in any way shape or form right
0: no and a lot of Um, them say that yeah thing oh i'm not the most talented
2: yeah they're not the most most recognizable
0: maybe but i'm not the most talented
2: yeah but but if you look at like their track record of how much they tried and failed versus how much they won like yeah they've they've won a lot of great things they've done a lot of great things but also how many times did they fail to get to that point yeah and a lot of people fail long before they get there yeah so it's like it's not to say that you're never going to succeed but like you can't you can't know if you're going to succeed if you give up too early yeah you got to keep going
0: yeah and there's a lot of people which let's move into this as a topic (laughs) A lot of people, regardless of what you want to do, whether you want to write books, whether you want to yeah. be an illustrator, whether yeah. you want to be the, the number one, whatever it is in the world, you tell somebody that you've got some lofty dream. And the first thing most people are going to do is shit on it and be like, "Yeah, okay, but what's what's your backup plan? Exactly. Or, okay, well, that's nice. You know, I wanted to do something crazy like that when I was a kid too, but you got to be realistic. You got to think about, you know, you got to earn enough money for your social security so that you're getting paid out when you're like, hold on. Yeah. I'd rather just be happy all my life and be like, oh, money's tight, but that's why I got four kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs>
0: so w- did you have, uh, I mean, you said your mom was always, and that's awesome that you had yeah, a parent yeah. that was, was um, driving you to, towards your passions. But did you experience people at all along your path that are like, Hey man, you know, you know, art's not really gonna take you anywhere.
3: And
2: that's that's where my dad comes in. Because He was that guy. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's not. It's not like he was like down on me or anything like that. But he's just kind of like. Well, yeah, you're
1: good at what you do. I like what you do, but like you know, computer aided designs. Probably pays a little better. You can actually pay the bills that way. That's a that's a reliable job.
3: Yeah.
2: And I was just like, well, yeah, but like that's not what I want to do.
3: Yeah.
1: And he's yeah, but you know you can get into engineering. You can get into this. You, like you're a smart person. You could. You got all
0: these skills. Just, you could
2: do it. He never. Like he's, he was always wary, yeah. cautious, cautiously. It made and out sense. Of,
0: out of love. Like he wanted, yeah. he wanted you to be set up and taken care of. Exactly.
2: And... Exactly. Like he, he cared and, but he was always like, he never really jumped on the train with hmm. me until like I got the, the train bridge job in Muskegon when I got that job, which he helped me get by the way too, cause that was a, that was a city organized job um, they were, what did you
0: say? It's Train Bridge?
2: Yeah, the okay. Muskegon Train Bridge Project. Okay. They um, Basically, there's a, there's like five or six train bridges that go across like Seaway Drive in Muskegon. Uh-huh. And they'd been there for as long as I can remember, longer than I've been around. Yeah. <laughs> and they've just been like these rusted out bridges with nothing on them. And so they finally decided, I think it was last year or the year before, they finally decided like, Hey, let's, uh,
3: let's do something about this. Let's change it.
2: So they put out an or, or put out some wanted ads, pretty much, to get some artists to paint them. And they got it city-funded, and they had four separate artists to go up there and paint those train bridges. Um, I was lucky enough to get voted by the public for one of them. Same with the other three. They got voted for them, too. Um, Did but, you
0: just go on like a personal social media campaign, like hey vote for me, guys? Like, yeah,
2: yeah, and my dad, like he's he's a big help too because he's in county county commission, Michigan, oh, so okay. he's spreading the word for me. Hey, by the way, don't
0: forget to vote for Ashley. He knows well, the, the people. He's at the meetings. Yeah, and he's, he's at there. all the
2: meetings. Hey, hey, by the
1: way, you can. Edit.
2: And it's I think when that. That kind of like changed that corner for him. And yeah. he kind of also saw like the when potential. When he saw other people it. getting
0: stoked about what you're doing.
2: Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Like, you can do this. And like, next to you know, now he's sending me just, like, hey, by the way, they're looking at a mural drop for
1: this one. <laughs> hey, you should check this out.
2: So like, he's he's always been there, but he was always the one who was just like, or at least like the rational one, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. always like, hey, think about this first. Se- I get what you're saying, but like, come on, That's pay cool. attention.
0: Both of my parents are the rational ones. They're both like,
1: Wait,
0: wait, you quit wait, teaching? You... Don't let your certificate expert. you let your a certificate
1: expert? expert. Well, now what you going to do. You're going <laughs> to get a job with the
0: state. You can't great benefits, Dave. They... they don't have the pension anymore. I'm like, I think I'm just going to keep writing books and doing this podcast. So, like, <sighs>
2: Yeah, but it's not. It's it's working for you. Like, why not? And and like you said, I'd rather be happy every day. Yeah, going home, being happy because I'm I'm making art now, one hundred percent of the time. I'd rather be drawing all day at work and getting stuff done, than go and work in a cubicle and hate my life all yeah. day. Bruh. which if you like working in a cubicle, like no knocks to that, like at all. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I'm
0: as as far as just you know. Money coming in versus money going out. I'm as poor as I've ever been right now in my life, and I don't stress drink anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? I used to stress drink when I was making more money and was doing better than I am now. I did air quotes around better again. Same. But, yeah, and then since then I'm like, oh, I don't even need to drink anymore. Yeah. People are like, "Did did you have, like, did you go to a, Party naked or something. I'm like, no, I just no. didn't want to do it anymore. I'm just, I'm happy. <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> it's amazing what that can do for you when your circumstances change like that. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's weird too that, well, like you were saying, like all of a sudden, you know, your dad goes, has a, has a switch and then he starts talking to people. When you put yourself out there and you're like, you know, I think you probably have to take a, a couple shots and show that you're going to keep going with it. And then people go, you, you know what?
1: This person's serious.
0: That's all. Well, yeah. Versus, you know, the rest of your life, you sit around doing, I don't want to say nothing, but, you know, you're not doing something creative that people get like, ooh, tell me about it. Same. And yeah. then, you know, then you just start existing, and other people mm-hmm. exist with you, and you exist together. Yeah. But, you know, the minute I was like, oh, I've got a podcast, people were like, oh, really? You <laughs> know, I know a person that you might be interested in talking to, or... I'm, I've got a book out. Oh, really? Well, you know, I know somebody that uh, might yeah. edit that for you. I'm just like, oh, geez. Well, yeah. Nobody's ever been this excited for anything else I've done, you know, even though it's, quote, more successful. So, yeah.
2: That's that, that's awesome, though. That's amazing, yeah. though. Because, I, I, I mean, I feel the same way about that. Like, there's there's so many people in the art community that, like... You connect with when you just kind of spread that word, like, "Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm working on this project. I'm looking at getting some extra help so I can finish." Oh, you do?
3: Yeah. Well, I
0: got, got, got some, some people, people that I used to work with. And work with and I know they're, they're looking, looking for this, this
2: and this job.
3: They, can they can help, help you, you paint. Pay. Help, help, help
0: you do this. and help you just. Listen listen oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Awesome. All of a sudden, something that you were looking at and you're like, "Man, that might cost me five, six hundred bucks to do it myself." People are like. Dude, I'll
1: do it for half price.
0: Yeah, no, I got some extra stuff. You can have it.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Just buy me lunch. We'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like,
2: awesome. Great. Thanks. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I can't stress enough to people. If you are passionate about something, do it. Please. And even if you're not putting yourself out there with it, just do it for the sake that it makes you feel better.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: done creative stuff for say like I don't know how long you go I might go like two weeks without writing because I've got the podcast or it's summer and I've been doing family stuff and I just start walking around like with my shoulders up and I'm like, <laughs> Who yeah. want, what? Who wants something for me? What? You know what I
2: mean? Yeah, definitely. Cause my like my boyfriend notices this right away. He picks up on it all the time. I get very grumpy. Yeah. I just get very grumpy. The I get creative really, grump, yeah. Yeah, the creative grump that angst where you just kinda get a little snippy like, like
1: Hey, do you wanna do you wanna go get a drink from like the kitchen
2: at all? I don't know. Do you wanna go get it yourself? Like And it's like, that was uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going You need to make something. That's what happens. You need to make something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll just, my wife and I, if anybody just walked in on my wife and I having a normal conversation, they would be like, oh my God, that guy's such an asshole. Because we'll say <laughs> things to each other that we know we're both not being 100% serious. But she'll say something to me like,
1: hey, go get
2: that.
0: I'll be like, you go get it. And she'll just be like, I hate you. I'll be like. I hate you. <laughs> you know, but, like, we don't. But,
2: well, yeah, it's love. Yeah, like, that's yeah. all it is. Like, that's exactly, like. Oh, we you're always... so stupid. You're stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> we always joke to each other, like, the only time that we ever argue or get angry at each other is if we're hungry or we haven't made art in a while. And those are the only two times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're always, like, poking at each other and stuff. But the rest of the time, we're having a great time. That's why he'll he'll just be like, hey,
0: look, quick! when's the last time you made something? Yeah, it's Did either you... hangry, horny, or creative rep.
2: Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, those will throw I, you off your game. Yeah, exactly. So, like I've been, so I've been making dice lately. I've been making like D and D dice, like oh. resin dice and stuff. Yeah, those I'm,
0: multi-sided. Well, D and D are twelve-sided, right?
2: Uh depending on which ones you're using, depending oh. on what moves you're making and stuff. Yeah. You
0: out nerding the sci-fi writer. Good job.
2: Oh, I'm not out nerding <laughs> that much. Um, just getting into it because, like, so my boyfriend's really into D and D. I, he's been getting me into it which is like so much fun it's a blast i don't know why i've waited so long <laughs> um but usually like you have like seven dice um, some of them you use for certain moves or like for certain actions depending on what you're trying to do um but they're like in all seven of them have different sides on the dice um and but i've been looking online and like people make some cool things with dice hmm. like if you haven't looked like And anyone who's listening to, like, go ahead and just look up D and D dice custom or handmade. And people put like Flowers in them, they'll put like little figurines in them <laughs> they'll awesome. put like little sceneries like all, all sorts of like different design stuff out there, and they're pretty cool and i I just realized too like there aren't many people in this area in Grand Rapids that are like selling custom dice out here
3: yeah. or
2: like enjoying that, and I just like how they're like little tiny little mini universes pretty yeah. much on them and i'm I'm starting to make those, and he's been Cody's been kind of my boyfriend by the way he's been he's been kind of like poking me like, hey, so. When's that next batch of dice going to be dropped on this? When are you going to finish this and everything? Um, I'll hopefully have those done by the artist market so yeah. you'll be able to see those.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys are, uh, are you and Megan both going to put stuff out this Oh, time? yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah. I, nice. I don't know if Megan, I don't mean, her and I have both talked about it a couple different times. Um, I'm definitely, like, I'm getting my dice stuff ready. I'll have some prints and everything. I'll have some stickers ready, too. Um, but hopefully my D&D re- dice will be ready by then as well. I nice. just need to do, kind of need to just sit my butt down and just
0: <laughs> sand away, and then yeah. we'll be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I just started thinking, like, man, there's, you could sell those. You could sell them online. You could go to all the, the used game stores and card oh, yeah. stores and be like, hey, man, you guys want
2: to? Yeah, hopefully you'll see them in Vault of Midnight. Yeah, and then also uh, Galactic Toys. Those are I've talked to a couple people at both of those. Galactic
0: Toys is out kind of by the mall. Yeah,
2: off of like 28th and yeah. East Beltline over yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Um, I'll I'll be hopefully be able to talk to a couple people and get them on the shelves out there. Vault awesome. to Midnight's probably like the best bet right
0: now. Yeah, that's what Vault of Midnight downtown Grand Rapids comic book shop. That's well, I don't know how long it's been around, but it's like it's yeah, if, a couple years. If, if you ask somebody years. like, hey, is there a good comic shop downtown like? That's the place to go. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they got racks and racks and racks, man. Yeah.
2: They've got one even, too. I think they have one in Detroit and Lansing as well. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure they have one there, too. Oh, you
0: know what? I'll have to look for that because I'm originally from the 517. There
2: you so go. So next time
0: I'm in Lansing visiting family and friends or whatever, I'll have to look for their vault in midnight.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: I didn't know they had one.
2: Yeah, they they've got some cool stuff, but they what I like about this one, I don't know if the other ones are doing it too, but they always carry like local artists. Yeah. And like local art here and like I just saw some like local made handmade dice up there and I was like, "Well, let me get mine in here too. Let's try."
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: It's great to see that too, like the stuff that you guys are doing back here with Farmhouse and other people supporting local art, because it's not that the community around here doesn't appreciate art from just like a, oh, that looks nice perspective, but it doesn't seem to really get behind actually supporting artists. You know, you'll see a lot of people that are like, hey, you want to be a part of this thing? Yeah. Yeah how much does it pay? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Oh, well, will you pay for my materials? No, but you'll get a lot of exposure. Yeah. Like, uh... Yeah,
2: I get a, I get a lot of those jobs. A lot of, like, people who'll kind of come to me and... Hey,
1: by the way, we're doing this, and we're doing this, and we're doing this, and we'd love to have you be here. Okay, awesome.
2: Great. So, uh, how, much are, how much is it paying... Oh,
1: this is completely, like, donated by you... This is completely like
2: by like I I would love to do donation stuff, but like just like every other artist out there, like we're we're all starting us. Yeah, yeah, we we need donations. (laughs) There there's not a lot of donation I can give. Like I can I'll try I'll do my best and I've definitely done my fair share for sure. Um and there's more to give out there, but like we can't give everything. Like it's not
0: I can give I can give five or ten bucks to lions and rabbits or something
2: like that. Yeah, but like I can
0: give my something named after me.
2: Yeah, exactly. I I can't (laughs) paint A whole mural for free? Like yeah. I don't want to do a whole thing for free. Like yeah, that's... those
0: murals, man. Like I, I, watched a little bit of some of the people at um at the Bright Walls Festival last year, and people really don't think about how long you're standing there holding down a can of spray paint yeah. with your arm outstretched, trying to make this. Huge vision come to life. Yeah, it's it's a physical task.
2: Oh yeah, it's an endeavor. Like I just I just finished one. He just booked me for like another side of his building to get painted. But I just finished one out in Montague. Um, it's like Old Brothers Restaurant. Okay. Um, he's he's gonna turn it into like a destination spot with like ten foot skeletons and like <laughs> big, big foot structures and like all sorts of stuff on it. That's cool. Um, but I did a mural for him and like I started that back in October last year on the weekends because um, I work here full time and I had to put that on hold through the winter and then start it back again and in, in April so like I've I've been working on this job just finished it in July and I'd just been working Saturdays and Sundays I mean you could do the math on figuring out the days on that but like that's that's not an easy job. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fun. It's a blast. I'm so like, it's not as much work because I'm I'm painting and this is what I want to do and I'm enjoying this. But like, it doesn't mean that I'm not like sweating my tits off out there. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> I'm still yeah. out there in 98 degree heat. Like, trying
0: to trying to lift up that 18th bottle of spray yeah, paint. Like, uh, oh. <laughs> my
2: finger, oh, Charlie horse. Like it's, but like, I, I mean, the moment you finish that last stroke, though. Or, like, you finish that sealant on there or whatever it is that you're finishing, and you look at that whole thing, like, the sense of accomplishment and, like, the – just, like, the excitement of just being like, yeah – This is here now to stay. How many people are going to come by? Like I finished the one and there's a little Bigfoot guy on it kind of. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy who like, as soon as I finish it, he poses right up in front of it, right next to (laughs) it. I was like, that's, that's awesome. Like those little things, like that's what you do it for.
0: And that's really (laughs) cool when you see people interacting with it too. I remember I talked to one of the co-founders of that festival. He said that he came up with the idea to just paint a hand on a peace sign on like a garage door. Yeah. And he was hoping that people would, you know, walk up to it and, and, Yeah, he said, you know, you look on Instagram at pictures that people have tagged, and there's just hundreds of people doing a peace sign in front of the hand.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah,
0: it's cool when art is more than just like, oh, that looks cool. Oh, hey, I got to get in on that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, it's, and and like, it's, it happens without you having to say a word. Yeah. Without you having to be like, hey, I want you to go. Like, they do it completely by themselves. Like, that's amazing. That's cool that that can have that effect on a person like that. For sure. Like, it, and you don't plan that stuff half the time. Like, sometimes you plan it, but, like, like I didn't plan on that. I wasn't thinking about that. I just have this giant. Is a Bob
0: Ross happy figure. accident. Yeah, he's just yeah.
2: hairy. Like, <laughs> like what, what, what do you expect? And this guy, like, not even two minutes after I finish, he's, like, already up there. I was like, I wonder how many times this might happen. We'll oh, it's see. probably happened
0: more times than you can imagine right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: I, I hope so. <laughs>
0: yeah. If that one guy thought of it right there many more will (laughs) (laughs) you get a whole family lined up
2: and they're all doing the same pose like the the caveman to the the human
0: (laughs) everybody knew exactly what we were talking about as soon as we made that noise too (laughs) that
2: was great but yeah it's it's i love what i love what like art can do to people sometimes like it's it's just fun it's just fun
0: Okay, so we got through, like, Grand Valley, and then one of the first big things that you did after that was the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then take us from that point on where you're like, okay, I guess I'm a professional artist now to kind of, like, how you got tied up doing the thing you're doing here.
2: Yeah, so I, 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 that's not too far away. It was about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago for that train bridge project that was like which by the way it's like 120 feet by 9.5 feet tall so it's massive it's huge so that took a long time Um,
0: well that wasn't necessarily your first professional job but well,
2: I, I, it's not, okay, so it's not the first professional job. I've had a bunch of jobs. Because like I work. made it
0: sound like that turned you into a professional artist. But
2: I mean, like, at the same time, it, I mean, you're not far off. Like, that yeah. That was the job that, like, changed my career for me. Yeah. Because before that, I was working, like, I was working as a store manager. I was working at a factory and, like, doing all part-time stuff, like, barely getting in gigs, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then that job happened, and right after that, I got the Montague job started, um, which, that one was kind of fun.
0: Is that the one from your Instagram that's got, like, you with your mask hanging down, and it's, like, right behind you, kind of over your shoulder, and you're just...
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that, one is, that one's the train bridge one. It's, like, okay. orange and green and white, kind of, and blue.
0: I'd have to look at it.
2: But that one, I'm pretty sure, is from the train bridge. There's another one that's, like, red, blue, white, and beige. Um, and that one is the Montague one. Um, and then... After that, it's mostly been just, like, little jobs in between, mostly, like, commission jobs. Um, I was working on one for a friend. She's basically getting, like, a memorial type of thing for her family members, for her grandpa, because they just passed. Um, And I don't... I can't entirely explain it, but I know that they had four, like, symbols that were really important to them. It was, like, a pigeon, a golfer, a a scrabble piece, and sun. And she had some cool meaning for it, but I can't quite entirely remember what it was (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I was working on that and like now I'm currently starting to work on oh that's the one I was thinking of yeah that's the one that's the one that's the Montague job yeah Yeah. that's the Montague job oh it's
0: not I thought it was a mask that you had but it's your headphones
2: oh yeah my memory
0: my memory abandoned me for a second all
2: right you're good you're good Uh, that one yep that's the Montague one uh the one I have coming up though that I'll, I'll hopefully be starting pretty soon will be with the Civic Theater in Muskegon oh cool um they found me too on Instagram and and, uh, and you they, still got
0: family there, too, so you're kind of yeah. rooted there a little bit?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, there, I, I feel like the Muskegon community knows me a little bit more than the Grand Rapids, but I'm trying to get through here as, as much as I can in Grand Rapids. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Civic Theater contacted me out there, and we're I'm putting some budgets together, getting some information together for them. Uh, but that one should be a big one, too, because... Like, the Civic Theater is a little special to it's my gonna heart. It's going to be, like, on the
0: outside of it or inside yeah, of it? Or?
2: Yeah, on the outside of it. You'll see it. Right. It'll be, like, the whole front end of their foyer, their garage door, and huh. then they have, like, six windows. But everything's, like, two and a half feet by, like, 12 feet tall. <laughs> and then the big front wheel, uh four-year is like nine feet tall by like 38 feet long
0: oh shoot! So you're it, gonna need maybe a little bit more than just a scissor lift for that oh, part. oh
2: yeah yeah a little bit more for that one okay. <laughs> so um so that one will be a lot more a, a, a lot of fun too i'm just I, i'm excited because it's in mesquine it's my hometown it's it's one of those places that one i didn't even know was operable
3: yeah
2: <laughs> like it, it's one of those where like you know those buildings you see that never have cars in their parking lot yeah, every yeah, tra- yeah. it's one of those buildings and we walk by it every day on my way to school growing up and it's cool to be able to, they contacted me and be able to do that for them. Like, yeah. that's, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be cool.
0: Well, I guess let's talk about Farmhouse then. <laughs> got those jobs the past jobs the stuff that's coming up how does any of that or does any of that come into play here did they like
1: hey we need an artist and
0: you reached out to them on that or were they like hey
1: we saw that you did this
0: or what was kind of the the story of how you uh you got on uh, casey's radar
2: yeah so um so i actually got i was actually i was home during covid Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when everyone was quarantining and stuff, no, I, don't I, that. I, 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 <laughs> I was, how could you forget? <laughs> I, I, I've been home for like almost a year. I, I'm one of those people who's like, uh, uh what do you call it At, uh, I forget the word for it, but I have asthma, pretty much. Mm. I'm more susceptible. Asthmatic? Yeah. yeah. And so I'm more suspe- susceptible to getting COVID and that being dangerous for me. So I was able to stay home for it. Yeah. Um, and then right towards the end of it, finally got a vaccine, was able to get a job worked at here as a bud tender. Yeah. Um, and that was right before the Muskegon train bridge was going to start. And, like, I kind of told them when I got hired in, hey, I got this happening in May. Um, it should be going through June. And uh, I'll need time off from work from that. Are you okay with that? And they're like, yeah, that's fine.
1: But hey, by the way, I see your, uh, your resume here. has got illustration and graph design and muraling and all this stuff. stuff.
2: And I was like, yeah. Do you need that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, we have someone here, but like, eh, like we don't know. Like maybe, maybe in the future or yeah. something like that.
2: And so I finished the train bridge job. They saw what I did with that. They really liked what I was doing with that. And then a few months later, in like September, Casey came by and he's like, Hey, so uh,
1: how do you feel about a part-time gig? You want to do part-time graphic design for us? You want to do something?
0: It's funny, I can <laughs> just hear him saying that like in his voice too, the way you're free. Yeah, like,
2: <laughs>
1: you know, I got an offer for you. you yeah, know,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: and uh, and of course, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'll, you. Like, I'll do that. <laughs> My bachelor's in fine arts with, at Grand Valley with a focus in illustration.
0: Yeah. So when, once you had that, were you like, "Oh, let me go try to find a job as an illustrator now"? Or... Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was constantly happening when yeah. I when I got out of, out of college. Like I was pressing constantly for jobs. I had applied for hundreds of jobs over and over because um, I I also like come from a family who didn't have a lot at the time. And, like, finding something, I there wasn't, like, I could fall back and be like, yeah, you know, I'll be okay if I, I don't find work. Like, I can sit two, three months and keep looking for work. Right. Like, I didn't have that possibility. I didn't even have a car at yeah. that time. I was, like, 26 without a car. <laughs> and, and so, like, I had been applying for jobs and applying for jobs and applying for jobs. And just couldn't get anything, was constantly putting stuff out there, just couldn't get anything. Yeah. Um, and then I started working, got lucky. My mom gave me her whole car when she'd got a car, and, um, which was incredibly lucky, by the way Uh, because she I was crying on the phone I was like I can't get a job because I don't even have a car like they're denying me because I don't even have a car and so she came out she bought herself a new car she needed one and then brought me her car and so and right after that like a few days later I got the job as a store manager for the Griffins and they found out I did art too so I did some illustration work with them And not the Griffins themselves, but, like, the people who manage the store. They own that shop and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing a lot of artwork for them, doing a lot of graphic design, t-shirt design for, like, all these farm teams around the nation and stuff. Did all this stuff for them, and they never came back to me on, like, pay for it. So I did, like, eight months worth of work and never got paid for it, like, the entire time I was there. And and it's not the Griffin's institution; it's the company who owns the store there. Yeah, yeah. And which I've heard a
0: lot of creative people of various, (laughs) varying (laughs) different backgrounds—not just you know the visual artists—get screwed over. They're like, "Hey,
1: so what about the pay?"
2: Yeah, yeah, and, like, for months, month, and, like, because I worked for, as, like, their store manager, where I, like, ran that entire store. I hired people, did the money, did everything else, too, and then I did the graphic design on the side for them. And she's like,
1: yeah, you know, we'll pay you when we feel like you've done a lot of work.
2: And as soon as she said that, and she had been baiting me for, like, months, like, yeah, you know, we haven't decided, we haven't decided, we haven't decided. And then finally, like, it hit, like, the sixth or seventh month, and she's like, yeah, you know, we we we'll pay you when we feel like we've done a lot of work. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just stopped. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to continue this anymore. <laughs> um, so that kind of like killed a lot of stuff for me for a while. And I took a break from art for like two years. I ended up working a lot of factory jobs and then doing a lot of like mini freelance. I did some stuff for Speak Vegan, which is like another smaller uh, vegan company here out here. Uh, in Grand Rapids. And then there are a couple other design jobs. I was designing tattoos, was doing some book covers, just like random stuff, whatever I could get. Yeah. And then I, at at, once COVID happened, I had to take a break and that's when I, I both hate and despise COVID, but also incredibly thankful for it just because of without that opportunity, I wouldn't have been able to put forth the effort and the time that I wanted into my art, which got yeah. me where I could with the train bridge yeah, for and sure. like other jobs too. Like that, that amount of free time that I had, I was able to just focus and, and get things done and constantly create. I was able to like sell stuff out of my house, like on Etsy and a couple other things. And I was just like, you know what? Like, let's go. Like it, it's finally picking up. Like I'm finally having the time that I wanted to commit to my art. And that's when the train bridge happened right after that and it, 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 was, it was a little bit harder leading up to that point but um, now I'm getting somewhere with some stuff with a few jobs, yeah. the Civic Theater and, and Casey happened to see that work too and appreciated that so it was good
0: Yeah, that's awesome thinking about the COVID stuff though too like I also hate the pandemic the first geez that the first maybe six months of it because yeah from like February all the way into like the fall Mm -hmm. it just felt like some kind of weird science fiction horror movie yeah I remember thinking like are we all just gonna slowly start dying like are we ever gonna (laughs) be able to go into public (laughs) again without like bathing ourselves before and afterwards and it was really really getting to me but I had actually started this podcast in February 2020. Wow, really? (laughs) Like, yeah, a week and a half, maybe, before everything went locked down. And when I had first started doing the podcast, it was all kind of like, yeah, I'll do one when I can, you know. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, this is what I have right now. And it became very serious. And then the more serious I became about it, the better the show started to sound, the more people Mm -hmm. wanted to come on it. And then i was also able to focus on getting the book out and met a bunch of people that helped me do that through the podcast so same way man i might just be some goofy asshole sitting, <laughs> sitting in his <laughs> living room with nothing much going on if it hadn't been for that maybe a guy that tried to try to podcast but gave up after a month because i was too busy doing x y and z yeah you
2: yeah know? exactly like it like when you have a full-time job it's hard to commit to what you want to do in your free time because mm. a lot of that time you're like i want to
1: sleep yeah. I want to play video games, I want to watch TV. like you <laughs> I do
2: all those things. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Same here. Like you want to you want to do everything else but that. It's not that you don't want to do your art. It's just like I want to rest. <sighs> yeah. Pretty much. And and but like getting that free time in between there, you're you're left with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're left by yourself. You're left without communicating with other people. Let's channel that energy into something then. Yeah. What, what's something you've been waiting to get to f- all this time? your art yeah. your writing your podcast yeah. like like i i i i hate it because it's such a terrible time for so many people especially like just the nation and like what happened and how it affected so many people
0: oh man i feel bad for all the all the people that were following their passions with small businesses and had to yeah. slowly just let people go let people go shut down
2: exactly like for me it was such a like, it's bittersweet but a great time because it got so much better. I feel bad for everyone else who had to deal with it, but I am thankful for at least what it gave
0: me. Yeah, well, and a lot of time. people have said that it's it was kind of like a jump start to society. Yeah. And, you know, the, the moment sucked, but if we can historically look back on it and go, oh, you know what, a lot of things actually changed for the better. From that, yeah, then you know, then that'll be a good thing. It's just hard to see that when yeah. you're in the middle of the, yeah. the shittiest part.
2: Yeah, when you're just like too busy. Like I, I just want to have a taco for once in my life. That yeah. do I have right to
0: wash of, these frosted flakes before I eat them?
2: Like, can I? Can I just? I don't know, open a door with my hand. <laughs> I don't want it. I Oh don't
0: man, want walking <laughs> around with my kids. I was like, don't touch me. Don't touch that. Don't touch it. Yeah. Hand sanitizer. <laughs> hand sanitizer. And
2: the dryness on your hands from the <laughs> amount of washing you've done. <laughs> like, it's definitely don't want to go back to it, but like, glad we're headed in a better direction now, at least. Glad yeah.
3: for that. <laughs>
0: just a little bit about being a bud tender because so far well I talked to Loiso too but I've talked to you and I talked to Megan and I don't know Lou's whole story but uh, you guys both have college degrees Mm -hmm. and both worked slinging weed for a little while (laughs) I think a lot of people would stereotype that job as like oh well these are people that mm-hmm. just love weed and can't get any other jobs or <laughs> people that you know would have been bagging groceries but instead they're doing this it's like no like there's intelligent educated yeah. people doing this job that you know still has a little bit of a, a stereotype not just around the job but around well, weed yeah, in general yeah, yeah. Uh, so what kind of people have you met as a bud tender like other bud tenders people come from art backgrounds people that have college oh. degrees people that come from other countries. Like, it, it seems like there's not a type of person, but exactly they're definitely, they don't seem dumb or lazy. I mean, you're... Which is, like, the stoner stereotype, right? Well,
2: yeah, like, I feel like you're right on the money. I feel like, okay, so, like, yes, there are the potheads out there. Like, we're not going to ignore them. They exist.
0: Yeah, and but... Megan had said that there have been people that started working here, and it came obvious, like, ooh, you know what? You're yeah. a little bit too into this, into the culture, maybe. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, like, the majority, like, honestly, like, majority... Honestly, not even the word majority, everyone who works here, like, yes, we're, we may smoke a lot of weed like, or eat or whatever it may be, yeah. but I wouldn't call any of us potheads. I wouldn't call a single person in the shop a, a pothead just because of their background, what they're doing with their lives, what they want to do with their lives, where they're headed to, and like just the way that they carry themselves. Like th- these are people that are, like you said, educated, Or they have aspirations. We just had we have people who are coming in and out constantly. Alex, I forget her last name, but Alex was just here. She's starting her own personal business right now. She worked here because like this is what worked with her schedule. She loves weed too. And this was probably one of the best work environments she'd ever been in. This is one of the best work environments I've ever been in.
0: I know I almost want to get a job here because people will be like, Man, I smoked weed and it just made me too paranoid. And I'm like, Was it Indica or Sativa? (laughs) And they're like, Huh? All right, we need to
2: talk, buddy. <laughs> and, and, like, let's be honest. Like, when you work here, like, your your knowledge of marijuana is fantastic. Like, it's it expands so much. Yes, I probably smoke way more weed now than I ever have before when I didn't work here. But I also know what I'm doing more with my weed. Like, if you asked me before, and I didn't know what I was smoking. I didn't know what I had. I just knew I had weed. Yeah. Like, that's, that's all it was. But, like, now, like, I know what, okay, so I You can I want find
0: a strain of weed that'll do the same thing to you that i cup of espresso will do to you exactly. I I got, I got my little. Where is it? I got my vape here somewhere. Well, (laughs) I I I got. got, Oh, there it is, right there. Did it fall on the ground? Yeah, I've got some New York City diesel uh, sativa in there, and you smoke some of that. And you feel a little tickle in your brain. Yeah. But, I mean, you just go right on doing your shit.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I have, so I have this. This is, like, my little joint case kind of. Yeah. I, like, pre-roll. Ooh, that's pre, pretty. Pre-pre-roll my pre-rolls. <laughs> and um, But, like, the strawberry gelato is a fantastic strain. I know we sell them for, like, $100 ounces here right now. Um, but that one's one that like I will only smoke in the morning time, right before I'm about to get back to work, because that is something where it gets me just high enough to where I can focus and zone out. And by the time I check the clock again, it's like three forty-five. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I fuck, I missed lunch, <laughs> like, <laughs> but at least I got my work done. <laughs> Sorry if I swear and stuff, but um, oh no, no,
0: you can fucking swear all. <laughs>
2: But, uh, but yeah, like, weed is something that, like, when you get here and you start working here, you really learn a lot about it. And you know, like, how to curate it for yourself. Like, this, I know, is going to make me do this, this, and this. I don't want to smoke this right now. Yeah. I am going to smoke that, though, because I can get my work done.
0: Yeah. I'm hey. feeling a little down. I'm going to smoke that. Yeah. I you- got I got some shit to catch up on, and I need no interruptions. I'm going to smoke a little of this. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I
0: I wanna forget my name. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna zone out completely and feel like I'm in that video game. Yeah, I got exactly. some for that too.
2: There's definitely there's definitely some for there's something for everything. And you don't really know until you like spend the time to actually educate and research and know what you're looking for. If you if you know anything about terpenes and you know what terpenes you like, that is that is like the money pot right there that, mm. that, that's a gold mine. Once you reach that point, the world just expands exponentially and you just can't like it's great. It's fantastic.
0: I've and maybe you can help me here with some of your knowledge. I I'm actually not a medical patient anymore. My card expired. I need to get a new one. Oh it's okay. But um <laughs> I got into like more of the sciencey part of weed.
3: Mm-hmm
0: when I was like, you know what, I actually need this because, like, if I straighten my leg out right now, you'll hear it crack, 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 crack in my (laughs) knee. Like, it's gross. My whole left leg is messed up. So I was like, I need to get weed that will help me when I'm being physical, like, running or just, you know, having a physical day. Something that's going to make that inflammation stay down. So they're like, anything with the limonene, terpene in it, that's your friend. I was like, sweet. But I I still don't know what my favorite strain is or anything, like, for just, like, party let's get high like, yeah I, yeah but i could tell you like five different sativa strains where i'm like oh i can smoke green crack and do my thing i mm-hmm. can <laughs> you know i can smoke super lemon haze and do my thing i can yeah. smoke nm <laughs> diesel and do my thing
2: see i'm a little bit i'm a little bit opposite from you i'm more of the caryophylline and mercine person i will do mm. some lime or limonene some people say limonene some people say limonene i don't know what it i is. don't know but we know what we're talking about yeah it's the same thing the, um, the lime one. <laughs> yeah I I'm definitely banana. more of the carophylline and mercy. Those are the, like typically the indica's. Mm-hmm. But like get me a strawberry gelato, any ice cream one, a gelato oh, yeah. one, uh a Runce one too. And then GMO, which many people don't know. It stands for garlic mushroom onion.
0: Not geletif- <laughs> genetically modified organism. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like GMO also too is another great one. That one's like the f- my favorite for like a mellow, chill, relaxed evening or just like Hardcore gaming. Get me a concentrate and a dab of a GMO, and I will like hardcore game on Apex all day long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you ever play Fortnite?
2: Yes. I'm just getting back into it, actually, because all my friends are like, play with me. And I was like, ah, yeah, no one will play Apex, so
0: sure. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people that play Apex moved, started on Fortnite, and then were like, I'm tired of playing against five-year-olds.
2: Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Like, I feel like... So I moved up the tiers. I went from Fortnite to Overwatch to Apex Legends. <laughs> and I was. And after Apex Legends, you go back to any of those games, you're just kind of like, well, this is fun. It's kind of easy now, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But, like, it, it's not bad. Like, I love them all. They're all great. They're all great for
0: different reasons. Yeah, I interviewed a gamer named Pete. Uh, cool guy, Pete Spaulding. Look for that one, people. <laughs> um, and he... Same thing, he's like, Yeah, I started on Fortnite, but you know, Apex was just a little bit more challenging, a little bit more fun, yeah, and doesn't have as many kids, yeah,
2: yeah, gotcha, <laughs> yeah, noob, yeah, <laughs> or like you hit, you hear like their mics on in the background, it's some
1: Tommy, get off the game, stop playing anymore, go home.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how many random people have heard me uh, telling my kids, Hey, now, you, look, you got till five, and then I'm turning it off, yeah, okay. <laughs> click, exactly.
2: It, it's a lot of, the, but like it's still fun though. I like to go on there just to like goof around and complete all the challenges a lot of the time yeah. <laughs> for Fortnite. I've,
0: I've only played it a couple of times. My my one kid especially, my oldest boy, he lo- he's into it. But um, <laughs> I'll I'll sit and watch him play because he's. He's good. Yeah. Like somebody will come shooting at him and all of a sudden he's just building stuff and all of a sudden he's 20 feet up in the air <laughs> he's shooting out at them. I'm like, what the hell just
2: happened? <laughs> the, those guys, those guys are like pros. I can't keep up with those guys. Yeah. He's those like, damn, I'm cranking 90s. I'm like, I don't
0: know what that means, man, but go for it.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> those are the guys that make me laugh because when I forget that I'm playing that mode, I'll go run up on someone just like that. And then he's like, 100 feet in the air and you're yeah. like wait where did he all go of a sudden
0: they're in a steel box you're like God
2: damn yeah well, how did you get there what when it what i i'm still trying to get two floors up like we're, we're, and they always get you so fast like it's great but it's funny though it makes me laugh because i'm like good one good one man good yeah. one
0: yeah. my favorite thing to watch is and i've even looked this up on youtube videos before is watching people die from fall damage oh, on that yeah. game <laughs> get way up on this structure and then someone just knocks the bottom off.
3: <laughs> 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 and <I> just <laughs> and You're
2: like, "Oh, that's not. That's not how that's supposed to work." <laughs>
0: I didn't know we were gonna talk about Fortnite today, man. This is fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and you never know where it's gonna go. Yeah, that that game makes me laugh so much just from like just the silly stuff that people do. Like I had one guy who was supposed to be a duo partner with me and then like totally took me out and then like danced afterwards and I was like, dude, we're on a team. Forget, well, My son,
0: he's like, watch, I'm going to, and he named it, and he then he started, like, with the loser dance, with the L on your forehead dance, like, on the person that he just I shot. I don't know
2: what it is. I do know the teabag thing, but I don't know the other thing. Like, the teabag thing is the one that makes me laugh the most, because it's just you just, like, pressing the squat button back and forth, <laughs> and, like, it doesn't really work at all, but, like, people insist on doing it, and yeah. it just makes, they do it, in no matter what game you play, Apex battlefield call of duty does not matter like you if you got a good kill some guy just runs up he could be like standing on your knees or your feet and he's like trying to teabag and you're like all right guy
0: whatever here's some kid going
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you suck you trash <laughs> and they move on you're just like all right whatever
0: <laughs> people haven't heard megan's episode go listen to that but if you're hearing it for the first time let them know what uh, you guys yeah, are working on. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so right now we're doing a cool fundraiser. Uh, you can bring down some school supplies, a minimum of ten bucks, and you'll get a free pre-roll. We're trying to get some school supplies together to give away to Grand Rapids Public Schools, um, some students and stuff. So you yeah. can help out the community and get high at the same time. So we're on the ad for that right now. Uh, it'll be up on our Instagram. If you need any more information, or you can call the shop. We'll give you more details. That's um, cool. Yeah, I
0: didn't. I didn't hear about that one the last time. Is that did that kind of come up on the radar fairly yeah, recently?
2: Yeah, it just kind of popped up. We're just like, you know, it, we might not be able to do a whole lot, but it doesn't hurt to do something. Yeah, you and know? if
0: everybody does a little bit, that's something big.
2: Exactly, exactly. So we're trying to get that information out there so that people can donate, contribute, and get free weed.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we've also got coming up a movie night, which will be in early September. I'm going to be
0: there. It doesn't sound like my vote's going to get through, but it, I'm still going to be there.
2: <laughs> we, You can vote online. Uh, there's more information on the Instagram post. There's a form there you can fill out, put your suggestion on what movie, but it'll be Movie Weed and Waffles.
0: And if anybody wants to, I wrote in The Burbs, the 19, I think it's 91 <laughs> classic with Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. That movie's amazing. I don't know if anybody wants to get stoned and watch that with me. I'll be doing that at my house separately, I guess.
2: You only need a few more votes to beat everybody else out. So There you go.
0: Everybody right in the burbs.
2: <laughs> but uh, fill that out. Uh, you can get a vote on that. We'll also have a dab bar here. Ooh. And then we'll also have, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, there's a company downtown, Social Misfits. Social Misfits. Yeah. That restaurant downtown. They're they're coming down here. They're going to be bringing us some biscuit waffle sandwiches, mm. which that'll be awesome. You can buy those, and then you can just chill, hang out. We'll be doing it right here in the front lawn to chill, hang out, smoke, have a waffle, get a dab. That'll be awesome. Oh, yeah. um, then we've also got Puff and Paint, which will be later on this month, the uh, 27th. I'll be instructing a painting class, which will be just like a little smoke image on the side of a mountain, a little landscape image. Um, and then Megan's doing like a moss art thing. I believe her class is already filled up, but if you want to sign up for mine, you can. Yeah. Um, but that's that'll be on the 27th. And then right coming up next weekend, I believe it is, will be the artist market on the 20th.
0: Um, Yay, and I'll be there, and I'll have the microphones out and my books, so by all means, people.
2: Yeah, come on down. We'll we'll have more artists this time than I think we've had any other time.
0: Yeah, um, we'll I'm all- excited to see it, because just like Megan and I talked about on the last one, the jump in, like, just excitement in the air from the first one to the second one was like, super noticeable yeah. almost immediately.
2: Yeah, and we're we're definitely we're anticipating a lot more people showing up this time because of that. Yeah. Just the drastic change in the two events. Um, so we we were able to get in contact with Tanglefoot. So we're barring their parking lot, which is just across the street from us right there on the other side of the parking lot. Yeah. Um so you'll be able to go over there, park yeah, the and parking come parking with the here. construction
0: back there was kind of a yeah, kind of kinda, a concern for a minute.
2: Yeah, they kinda like um that, that whole road street street will be under construction, so it's a little hard for us to park over there like we planned on it. Yeah. Um but this way though, which is cool because we're using that Tanglefoot lot, we'll have this whole gravel lot behind the dispensary completely filled with art. This. Um, as well as, like, Basalt will be out here. They can, you can buy a taco if you want. And then Redemption will be out here sponsoring the Toke Tent. So there's potentially some free weed up here for you at the Toke Tent. Hell yeah. And I just found out from
0: your guys' posts... That my tent will be near the Toke tent this time too. Oh so.
2: yeah, we moved you right next to it, so you got you got easy access
0: yeah, right so to the, all the wheels. <laughs> I'll be right over there the whole time, and I'll just keep an eye on my booth. Oh, somebody, I gotta be. I'll be right back.
3: Yeah, <laughs> there you go.
2: Make it easy for you. <laughs> Make it easy for us. So yeah, the Toke tent will be up. We've got a few other vendors to here. Uh, I know Stizzy, and also I think Tree Town will also be up here. Um, but yeah, we got a few sponsorship, and then I'm hoping. I think I have about 45 artists signed up, but a few I'm waiting on some confirmations on. Um, But we should be having close to 40 artists this time around pop up here. That's
0: like almost double what the first one was. Yeah,
2: exactly. I think the first one was like 21 or 22 or something like that. And
0: all the booths were great, too. Yeah. They were great at the second one, too. But I was just, I was surprised. I'm excited. How concentratedly good everybody was. Exactly. Like, I thought there would be, I guess, if if anybody's booth was the stinker, it was probably mine because everyone else had, like, really nice displays and everything else um but yeah it's it's not <laughs> if anybody's like i mean an art market at a pot shop no it's i would i would put this up against any of the similar events in town.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Because we're, and, and, like, we're just getting started.
0: And, yeah, that was just your first and second one only a month apart from each other.
2: Yeah, like, we're we're anticipating, because we're definitely going to do this next year. Like, there's no way we're not yeah, going to do this. Um, but, like, if we, we're going to do this next year. huge.
0: People are like, oh, I didn't even come here for the weed. I came here just for this.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone's going to be coming out here. We're going to have so many more people come out here. And it's, it's just going to get busier. Hopefully, we'll have more food stuff, too. So you can get, we're hoping to get, like, a smoothie or a drink vendor out here or something like that um so you can stay out here even longer you can just chill hang out smoke grab some food grab some art grab some weed
0: and i know a guy who wants to get a part of the vendor food vendor thing too i can there talk you go more yeah you see this.
2: networking you never yeah. know you know a guy <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah he, i told him about it he's like dude yeah so
2: nice nice well we'll have to get that too for sure mm-hmm. um but it'll it'll be a uh it'll be a good time i'm really looking forward to this one this will will probably be the best one
0: yet for sure oh dude i'm i'm excited 'Cause the first one was fun, but you just saw like things changing on the fly and things where people were like Megan was going by and people were just saying, Hey, I need this or oh, do you have this? And it just like all of a sudden that stuff was just there the next time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it, it felt like the first one was almost like a like a, a dress rehearsal, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so the second one, everything felt like super ironed out and it people were genuinely like Coming on the pod, did you listen to the any of the people yeah, that I interviewed? Yeah, yeah, they were like excited, excited,
2: yeah, and which is cool, like, that's awesome that that happens like that. And because, because we're like just for you too, just like everybody else, like, we, we don't want to charge a rental fee for any of the artists, like, this should be a totally free event. Like, we already own this lot, there's no reason why we can't just donate the space pretty much to artists to be able to make some money yeah, on their own. Some
0: goods. artists go to places. To try to get, you know, that exposure that everybody's trying to put. Yeah. On them. And they're like, yeah, man, I was just happy to break even.
2: Yeah, I'm just happy to break even. And sometimes they spend a couple hundred bucks just to rent a space. Yeah. And, like, that, that's not fair. Like, you don't know what that money's guaranteed. You don't know if that money's coming in, if someone's going to buy that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, why not just make it free so then you're just guaranteed to be in the black? Like, yeah. we want to make sure that's that way.
0: And, you know, something like doing it at a dispensary kind of makes the most sense because the dispensary doesn't need to make money on the art no they're going to make money on the weed regardless and that's going to just pull more people that didn't even come to farmhouse wellness oh hey let's get some weed over here exactly exactly
2: like it's a it's a one-stop shop for that to
0: see that local connection that casey and you guys have here where you're like let's do stuff for the local artists not let's do stuff for ourselves and use the local artists.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cuz we that was the main thing like we had talked about that too cuz we brought up the rental thing and we all kind of were like, well there's why why would we do that? Like why what's the point in us doing that? Like we we shouldn't be charging for something that is not only we already own it, it's completely free to us when we know that you're also struggling at the same time to like get, or I mean like you may or may not be, but I mean like most artists are starving artists. Like what is something that we can benefit you with that? That's the easiest thing that we can do. Mm -hmm. And then also be able to just have like food up here and other artists up here and people coming up here. We can bring that community towards you, to you. Why not provide that? Why not Mm -hmm. give that opportunity to you? So we've been, we've been making sure that that's, we want to make sure that even years going forward, that that stays the same we don't want that to change like just because there's more people here oh yeah let's charge a rental fee like no let's we want to make sure it stays free make sure that people still come up here and they can still benefit from this without like having to worry about like what's going in our pockets like let's focus on you guys yeah
0: yeah and i'm sure somewhere in that meeting they were like this guy with the podcast has to be at all of these right oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he, he came
2: up here before he, he's he's talking for yeah yeah let's talk to let's talk to chris yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Missy's mom, Miss, Miss Patty, is the greatest. She's so sweet. <laughs>
0: well, well when do you guys message me next time she brings in a, a plate of something?
2: Oh, yeah. I'll send you a message.
0: I'm at that point now where I usually say, anything else we need to talk about? Anything else on your mind? Yeah,
2: if you if you check out my website, it is my my poor little hippo decided to eat all the content on my website, so I'm revamping everything on there. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say I think I saw
0: like an under construction thing on there. Yeah, right?
2: yeah. yeah, under construction right now. I've been resetting a bunch of stuff. Fresh. It's just
0: too old. It's not you anymore, right? Too
2: old. Too old. It's it, it needs a good revamping and stuff. So it'll be it'll be updated. I should have those up by the end of the month, though, for sure. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's about. It artist market puff and paint movie night farmhouse sweet art yeah I do want to say though actually I forgot to mention this I started reading your book oh yeah yeah it's pretty good I like it yeah their their camaraderie makes me laugh it's adorable I love it
0: (laughs) (laughs) thanks for coming on here and I don't know man there's there's a lot of things to thank you for so just thank you thank you for all the things that you're doing here for all the stuff that you're putting into the world Mm. creatively. And for uh, just being a fun hangman. Well, thank you. I
2: appreciate and it. And for
0: letting me call you man. Sorry. Oh, you're I'm, I'm trying to get better at the gendered language thing. I've got <laughs> me too. I've got two daughters who are very plugged in and like telling me like, "Hey, man, you know."
1: Patriarchy is bullshit. <laughs>
3: Knock
2: it off with the gendered language. <laughs> so I'm working on it. I'm yeah, working on it. I, I'm working on making it a, a a a normal thing for me to constantly address everyone by they them first until they've openly told me I'm who they are.
0: I'm trying to do that too, and I, there's. Some Someone that I know goes by they, and they were talking about someone else who goes by they, but slipped and said she. And I was like, you know how you always correct me? They're like, yeah, like, you just said she. Like, oh, my. And they they were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, it's, chill. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It was an accident. Yeah. But, like, because they had busted me on it so many times, then I finally got yeah. I'm like,
3: you That's misgendered somebody. Ah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah I'm, I'm trying to get on that too because like it's it's just a matter of like unplugging and plugging like reorganizing re-or- your brain that's all yeah. it is like you just once you get that habit in like it'll be fine yeah so
0: yeah i understand where maybe some of the older people are coming with like
1: i don't know why you have to change
2: all
0: the language like that would be confusing and frustrating when you've gone 40 50 60 70 yeah. years just being like hi gals you know what i mean yeah. nobody having a problem with it us and yeah. it's like you're an asshole like
2: exactly exactly like, i i can see how like suddenly the norm is no longer the norm yeah like i get that i totally get it i totally understand that my dad's like very old school when it comes to that like but i i'm just like okay well you know eventually hopefully it'll become the new norm for things to like eventually change i get you Guumpy. it's okay yeah i know why you're Guumpy. you don't have to be Guumpy anymore just you know be patient you make mistakes make efforts that's it yeah <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, I'm trying to work on that for sure, because I've, I've definitely, like, I have quite a few friends in the gay community. I mean, like, I myself consider myself a part of it, but I, as a bi person, you know how a lot of people don't really count you in that. So, like, I don't really... Well, I'm
0: not bi, so I don't have, like, that direct knowledge or experience. So, no, that's... Well, you know, I guess I have heard people say...
2: People, a lot of people in the gay community see bi people as, like... Someone who's confused or hasn't decided yet if they are going to be gay or not. Oh, or yeah. like if you're in a, a heteronormative relationship that you are not gay at all just well, because of even that.
0: <laughs> and that th- that could trigger people that are <laughs> listening now. But like Dave Chappelle does a, a car joke about all the letters in LGBTQ being in one car together trying to get to like a better place yeah and then yeah. when they pick up the bee, the bee like looks around like i'm not really sure what's going on i just know i want to be in this car right now
2: yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much i do remember that joke too and I was, yeah.
0: so yeah it was, okay i guess yeah there is if dave Chappelle's even talking about it there probably is a stigma
2: yeah yeah he uh, there there's a few stigmas and stuff but i mean like people are every community is working on that stuff and in one way or another there's a little push and take with it yeah um
0: i was at the pride parade and uh well not parade but the festival part um and uh <laughs> there was a guy who was walking around with his wife and his, and his shirt said buy wife energy
2: <laughs> hey, that, that's something my boyfriend would wear yeah. <laughs> that's something my boyfriend would wear for sure <laughs> but uh yeah yeah like i it's just something that i'm just trying to yes i may not be a they them person but i understand the the recognition of wanting to have like just mutual respect in a, on first interaction, yeah. like, when you're first introduced to somebody. So, like, I've, I'm trying to change that. If there will be mistakes that happen. You're, you're not always going to make it correct. But if you keep correcting yourself and you keep making that effort and keep making that change, like, eventually it won't be hard. Yeah. It'd be easy. Yeah. 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 That's the plan, at least.
0: I think some people, too, are just, like, there's just so much to remember, man. It used to be you were a boy, you were a girl. You're a boy that felt like a girl, you're a girl that felt like a boy, you liked people of the opposite sex, yep. you like people of the same sex, yep. maybe a little bit of both, but now, <laughs> it's, like, now it's like, well sometimes I'm non-binary, sometimes I express masculine, but I still feel feminine, it's like, hold, yeah. hold on. <laughs> hold on we got so many boxes now there used to be like eight
2: yeah for me i i i always tell people this all the time like look let's be honest like i don't i don't understand any of it i don't understand what it's like to be trans i don't understand what it's it's like to be this or that or whatever it may be but like let's be honest like it's not meant for me to understand it's just meant for me to respect it yeah like it's it's, I've, i've heard
0: not those words but that sentiment so many times and i think it's. So, right on, you know yeah, because I mean?
2: it's not it's not my life, yeah. it's not me who's trying to be this or that or anything like that, but like if you tell me that you don't like this, okay, let me not do that yeah if you if you say that this is not okay for this, I'm not that person, I can't sit here and have an opinion on something that like i'm I'm not a part of, you know like yeah. it's 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 not me like I can say what i how I feel about it or whatever it is, but like the reality of the situation is your your opinion is far more accurate being a part of a community that I'm not a part of.
0: And speaking of being a part of a community that not many people are a part of, being LGBTQ and black yeah. in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like somebody told me, and I was uh, amazed when I heard it, not in a good way, that the city of Grand Rapids is like 21% black and shrinking. And when yeah. you compare that to most cities in Michigan, that's so small. So. Yeah. Obviously, black people have not been treated well in Grand Rapids in the past. Yeah. I mean, up until nineteen what was it seventy one, you could legally discriminate against somebody. Oh here. yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, did, you know, um, right, and Marcel uh, Marcel Price, fable the poet. He was.
2: I, I I don't know him, but I think I've met him before. Yeah. me and Megan were just talking about him.
0: Yeah, he's he's an amazing guy, and they're doing um, some really cool stuff at the Diatribe. But uh, he was telling me that. There's some houses on the south side, which is where they do all their stuff, is in the five, mm-hmm. Um that if you look at the deeds to the house to this day, it still says in the deed, this home shall not be sold to a black person.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few of those out here there there's you'd be surprised like there's
0: people white people in the suburbs like that can't be true that can't be
2: true but like like you have to realize that like this not just in grand rapids this whole nation like the the housing community was built on redlining yeah
0: it was built which a lot of people and i'm not even gonna lie myself included when he told me about redlining prior to our interview i was like what is that? And I looked it up and I was like, holy shit.
2: Yeah. This is, this is why like, like my boyfriend's white and we're looking at houses now. Like I've even told him that when he goes to talk to brokers and bankers and all that stuff, I won't be going with him because just me being a black girl. Yeah. Just, just me being a black girl in that office, he could get less than what he probably would be qualified for just because I'm standing next to him. And like, I, I I don't want to do that to him and I hate that the world still works this way. But like, like, we got to change this. Like it's ca- it can't yeah. stay like that. You literally Which couldn't buy anything. There are people
0: doing stuff about that too. I interviewed um, Chaton Brigham, who him and his wife own G R Noir, the mm-hmm. wine and jazz bar. Mm-hmm. And his wife, she's got. I think she's getting her doctorate in like social justice. So she works for a lot of companies around here and like makes sure that everything is equitable, basically for, yeah. from a business standpoint. And <clears throat> so you have people moving things in the right direction. But just the fact that people have to work that hard and fight that hard, just for. <laughs>
2: Just for just a place for to live. Respect,
0: yeah. <laughs> and that people are, yeah. And we had talked about people on the calling in to banks and going, <clears throat> "Hello, I'd like to sign yeah. up." For a, like just trying to sound as white as you can on the phone. Yeah,
2: I mean, like I've even, I like I hate to say it, but like I've definitely done that with just interviews too, with jobs. Like it's not that I try to on purpose, but like I know that, like you, like you know, the judgment where people preconceive who you are with the name on a on a resume. Yeah. Y- because your name says uh, LaShonda on it. She's not going to get that interview versus Sarah over here because Sarah sounds more like this person or like what you're assuming that person may be versus LaShonda. Yeah. So you pick that person over the other person. And, and like, I've, I, I can't tell you how many times I've shown up for interviews because my name is Ashley Nash, and people will kind of get that look of, like, oh...
0: Sounds like a country singer. Uh,
2: I thought, uh, oh, you're the interviewee. You're the person you're, coming. You're in fine. To talk.
0: You're
3: fine.
2: You're you're the person coming in. Oh, okay. And and the double take of just like, oh, she's black. Yeah. <laughs> and like it, it's it always. I've always found it comical. I've always thought it was hilarious. Because to me, I'm just like. You got me in here now. You can't just shoo me away. You got to yeah. talk to me. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh,
0: well, mm. all right.
2: You weren't anticipating this, but let me surprise you. <laughs> yeah, I
0: remember somebody, same, same thing. I don't know if you follow Michigan State basketball at all, but uh, my family, my parents love Michigan State basketball, and my dad saw that uh, this was years ago when they were, like, national championship winners. They had just signed a guy after the national championship named Alan Anderson from Ooh. Minnesota. Oh. And my dad said, I just saw a game on TV. Alan Anderson from Minnesota is a black guy. I was like, yeah. He's like, I just assumed it would be a white guy. Alan yeah. Anderson from Minnesota. Like, There's black people everywhere, Dad. They don't all have
2: uh, yeah, we don't black all, names. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> it always, it just makes me laugh. Like, I understand, like like that it's not okay it's not cool for you to do that or anything but i, I just personally I get just, by the way I,
0: it. I air quoted black names just so <laughs> people know that i'm not like yeah let's clarify it oh you don't have a black name good for you no, I'm,
2: yeah like like there's such a thing as like black names and like white names and so it just it just all of it just makes me laugh how much effort some people put into that stuff
0: but yeah. like it just well the really funny thing is i knew a black guy named mario mm-hmm. and one time i was like why do why do black people like Italian names so much? And he's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Mario, that's an Italian name." He's like, "No, that's a black name. That's a like, black name." I was like, "Dude, Super Mario Brothers. Like, no, Mario. It's an Italian name. It comes from Italy." No. And he's like, "No, we took it."
2: I'm yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> We made our own stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I I just it just it makes me laugh all the time when I see that stuff all the time, especially with interviews. That that sheer look of just like, oh, you walked in here. That
0: wasn't what I was ready for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you come sit on. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We needed Ashley. Ash- oh, you're, you're Ashley? yeah yeah yeah. Uh.
2: Oh, you're oh oh okay okay. Because yeah,
0: every other famous Nash that I can think of was uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Super Mm -hmm. white dude in that. And Steve Nash. Steve Nash, basketball player. Canadian white dude.
3: Yep.
2: Every other Nash I've met has always been white, too. The only other black Nashes I know are all of my
0: family members. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. Flipping the script on what a white name is and what a a black name is. Yeah. Ashley Nash. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I know a random. Not a country (laughs) singer from Oklahoma. Yeah. (laughs) On the road again. I'm (laughs) you could you could do it you could do it if you wanted to <laughs> not saying you can't do it <laughs> just gotta try <laughs> yeah
0: yeah there have been like three black country singers in the history of country music so yeah it can happen.
2: which like speaking of preconceived notions this is just a story back in like high school or college and stuff but i remember meeting my roommates this is when you're unlearning stuff you know when you unlearn things and everything
0: yeah. oh um, did you have to go through a period of like yes black people like pop-tarts like
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I had my fair share, too, because my stigma was always like, well, you know, when you hear someone singing, you can tell the difference between a black person and a white person. You can, you can hear the difference. And my my roommates at the time were like, hey. And they're all white, mind you. Like, I'm the only black person in the room. They're like, really? You sure about that? And I was like, yeah. So they put on this guy. I forget his name. I can't remember wasn't what his Sam name It wasn't Sam Smith. I think. No, it wasn't Sam Smith. It wasn't Sam Smith. Cause when it I was I taught, a country singer. When I
0: taught at uh Ninety-nine percent black school, they were all like, "Sam Smith's a white dude." I'm like, dude. "Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I thought he was black for sure." Yeah, I'm like, no,
2: <laughs> no, it just made me laugh because he was white, like, British, and gay. <laughs> they're playing this like country song and stuff. They're like, huh, "Can you tell?" And I'm listening. And I'm listening. And I was like, "Ah, it's a white guy. It's a white guy." They like turn the screen around. It's this like black guy who's like blacker than black, and he's singing this country song. And I'm just like, Whoa. "They're like, yeah, it wasn't well, you uh, saw.
0: It wasn't what's his face. It wasn't a." Uh, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. I, no, 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 I mean, no. no. I know that's not his name. I just can't think of his actual I name right now. I can't
2: remember what his name. I thought it was like John something or Smith something. Yeah. But he's he's just, he looks like every other country singer out there. He's yeah. just black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just caught me off guard. I was like, hmm, maybe there's some things I need to unlearn too. <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs to unlearn some stuff, so. that yeah. hurts.
0: I caught, I caught somebody that um that said that, like, oh, I can tell the difference between a black person and a white person singing. And it was a a black girl that I knew in high school, and I played Janis Joplin. She went, Oh, it's a black girl. Went, nope,
2: nope, not at all. Not in the slightest. She sounds like it, but yeah. no. <laughs> the rest of her band is black, but she's white. Yeah, <laughs> it, it like you can't you can't assume anything. You gotta just wait and find out or ask questions. That's that's it. Just ask yeah. questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is what I do here on this podcast. Thank you for letting me ask you a bunch of questions. I had uh, fun getting to know you a little bit more.
2: Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And this will be out Monday ahead of the last uh, art market of the year. So I'll see you at that too.
2: Sounds good. See you then.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> all right everybody that was ashley nash check out all her art go to the links in the show notes and check out her instagram follow her instagram check out oh, i tried to I knock my microphone out the state. State. check out farmhouse wellness and their instagram as well and their facebook page and all that it's in the show notes to stay up to date with their events that ashley is behind support ashley support farmhouse wellness and uh support me you can buy my book too just throwing that out there all right folks have a good one Mwah. So, uh, just kidding. They like go sneaking out
3: of the the, 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 the,
1: Yeah man, yeah man, yeah man, yeah, yeah man. Weird, right?